This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Good Tuesday evening, everybody. Gordon and I will discuss the NBA. Of course, we'll take you around baseball with the Mets and Yankees. And what's going on with pitchers in baseball? Join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Jake the Snake and Brian the Good Vibes. We're here until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, 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 Gordon. Larry, every day there's another issue with the Yankees, isn't there? I mean, just, what amazing. is going on? What? <laughs> it's amazing. What? What a world. What a world. All, I, I want to have a friendly discussion about, you know, I want to have a remembrance about Jim Fossil. Yeah. You know, put all your chips in the table. You Great. know, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, you know, he passes away. You want to talk about that? Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up at, at OTAs. You know, people in, in Wisconsin have gone crazy. You know, the, the Atlanta finally looks like a team that may actually lose a game big <laughs> in the playoffs. Not going away easy though. No, no, they no. Not they're down. They're now down one ten ninety one. I mean, this is a must win game for Philly and to have the yeah. eighteen oh, point absolutely. lead get it cut down the way it did, two point game at halftime. You're thinking yes. to yourself, what is it? Maybe the Hawks are a, a lot better than we think. But yeah, I mean, it looks like the Sixers are going to get the win tonight at least, though. And B, this just unbelievable. Yeah, well, uh, I would say for both these teams, enjoy it while you can because there's yeah. another team that's going to be looming when this one's over, right. and uh, it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a step up in class. A lar- it's like when you take the stairs and you take them like three at a time. That's what uh-huh. it's going to be the next step up. Maybe four at a time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if everybody's healthy, it might be oh, five at a time. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm ready to have this conversation with you. You know, I'm, I'm trying because I'm trying to help you out, Gordon. <laughs> Because I we've been talking Yankees that. or the Yankees, I need somebody Yankees, to help me Yankees. Out. I wanted to just right. give you a break from talking about the Yankees. At that time, when when we you know texted earlier, they were down to nothing. They've since tied the game, so yeah, it's a little better. Oh yeah, really breaking but, out but, the bats. But Gordon, all Garrett Cole had to do, all he had oh to God. do, is just is just say something intelligent. I mean, it was all he had to do today. I mean, first of all, first of all, why is he even talking? Why would you let him talk today? <laughs> Gordon, why? Well, here's what I don't understand. And first off, I would say if, if my kids, if I went to my kids and said to them, if they did something that I kind of think that they might be guilty of, and they started the answer with a five-second pause and then said, you know, it's tough to say. Mm-hmm. I would know all right. I would just say, you know what? Stop there. I, yeah. I, have, I have the answer that I need. It, it, it's amazing that with this kind of sur- swirling around baseball here for a little while, that Garrett Cole would not be more prepared. And you'd have to say anything would have been more prepared than what he was for that question. And he could not possibly have answered that question any worse. I don't understand why he wouldn't just say yes, because it's clear with his answer that the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And then say, yeah, I've, I've used uh, various substances. I don't know that I've used whatever you're, you're saying, uh, but I've used various substances to improve my control, to improve my spin rates. Uh, it's, it's kind of an epidemic around baseball. And if they want to crack down on it, well, then I'll follow those rules. Now, I know it's against the rules right now, but they're not enforcing the rules right now. So 
Um, I think that that would have been a better answer than what he threw out there today. I mean, I don't know what the worst start of Garrett Cole's career was, but boy, it couldn't be worse, any worse than this performance to that question from Ken Davidoff. So let, 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 me take, let me take the audience back. And I say that in jest earlier when I say I don't know why the Yankees let him talk. He, he talks today because this is right, the day he before starts he tomorrow. starts. Sure. All right, so that's the, that's the reason why he did it. And obviously, the reporters, they couldn't wait. Oh, they were waiting for this day to talk to him after Donaldson and after mm-hmm. Josh Donaldson's comments in The Athletic. So uh, for people who didn't hear, Josh Donaldson kind of infers, well, hey, you know, spin rate, hey. Right. You know, specifically who, called out Cole. Specifically, specifically mentioned his name. Yeah. He, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Cole was asked to respond to Josh Donaldson. Here's what he said. Yeah. I mean, I was made aware of it this week. Um, obviously, you know, it's undesirable, but I understand this topic is important, you know, to everybody that cares about the game. And in, in regards to Josh specifically, I mean, in my, I mean, I kind of felt it was a bit of low hanging fruit, but he's entitled to his opinion and, uh, you know, to voice his opinion. Um, so I, I have issues, you know, not issues. I just have other things that I need to, you know, keep my focus on. So respectfully, I, I, I can't worry about that type of stuff, but I would, I would say that, you know, as an ex- a member of the executive council, you know, in the union and uh, part of my job, part of my role there is to facilitate communication about really all things involving the game. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to, I'm open to, to doing that. That's part of my role. So uh, if anyone has a concern regarding, regarding anything, um, you know, we're always available to, to reach out and, and talk to if, if there, if, if, uh, you know, if there needs to be some clarification and whatnot. And Gordon, to make it worse, he probably had the the, the Zoom connection couldn't have been any any, any, any as horrible as it, it was. Could it not could not have helped. No, it, it made it even worse. And he's just stumbling and stumbling and bumbling. I mean, he's all over the court. Uh, oh stop. my god! Yeah, that that that. I mean, oh, right? I mean, well, especially when you're asked a direct question, because I know yep. the the other one. I'm sure you're going to play it. Was a direct question, and he continues to stumble around the way he did. I mean, you have the answer that you want, right? You do. And the question you're responding, you're referring to is when Cole was asked about using, quote, spider tact, unquote, which is a foreign substance. Here's what he said. And have you ever used spider tact while pitching? Um, I don't. I don't know. I I, I don't know if. uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Um. I mean, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players. And, um, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard. And, and uh, I've stood pretty, stood pretty firm in, in terms of that. Uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot, um, you know, and, and I, again, like I mentioned earlier, there's, you know, this is important to a lot of people that love the game. And this is including, including the players in this room, including fans, including, you know, teams. And so if MLB wants to, you know, legislate some more stuff, that's a conversation that we can have um, because ultimately we should all be pulling in the same direction on this. So, Gordon. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I mean, it was so bad. Bro. I almost, you know, look, Ken so Davidoff bad. is a longtime reporter, so he would never do it. But I almost feel like Ken Davidoff should have just said, right, it's okay. It's all right. Just, <laughs> just, I got it. Just stop talking. It's fine. Just to... Yeah. Uh, he has exited. Uh, uh, Garrett Cole has exited the chat. I mean, yeah. that was about as bad an answer. But it, uh, it gave you the answer you were looking for. You obviously yeah. know that the answer is yes. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, he couldn't even. He couldn't even. He wasn't even savvy enough to say, "I'm not familiar with that." Right. Even uh, you know, you know I'm, saying? I'm not familiar with that because I. Or if you know, he if he was worried about if he admits to using it that he might uh, get some sort of punishment from baseball, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. could have, you know, passed it off as saying, well, look, um, this is a, an issue in our game right now. Uh, I'm not going to put myself at jeopardy for a suspension, but this is something that is an epidemic and it's the reason why baseball is now cracking down on it. He could have basically answered the question any way other than that. And yes. it would have been better. It would have been better. Yeah. It would have been that better. Was, that was rough. That was, was rough. No, it was I thought brutal. the vid- I was watching it for the first time during the game, uh-huh. and I thought that the video paused. I thought that there was like a glitch <laughs> in in the in the in the video. It was so bad. So yeah, that was that was almost like. Uh, have you ever seen uh, Billy Madison when they're answering the questions on stage and, uh, yes. and Billy Madison does it? And the puppy was a dog, but it was also a revolution. I mean, he went in such a tangent about traditions being passed down, and oh my God, that was, was. bad. I mean, somebody bad. should have just cut the Wi-Fi, hit, yeah. the, hit the, you know, hit the modem, and that yeah. you'd have been better. You'd have been <laughs> I'm better sorry, if you hit the modem. This darn Amazon, uh, this darn Verizon package, uh, we, this, we got cut off again. Jason Zillow, yeah. we got cut off. I don't know what to tell you. But here's oh, the boy. interesting thing about this, Gordon. And I was listening to Buster only earlier today, and you heard him on Greeny. Yeah. What baseball is going to do. See, that's the crazy thing. They're going to let umpires are going to be checking pitchers and uniforms and stuff. What is going on? Are you are you serious? The, the guys who can't even call strikes are now going to go out and and okay, let me see, let me see your cap. All right, right. let me see your wrist. Let me let me see your wrist. Give me that. Let, take that belt off, young man. Let me see what you got on that belt. Are you you can't be serious? And here's my issue: they're doing this now. What's today's date? The eighth, the ninth, whatever it is. You're Eighth doing it in the it's 60 games into the year? Like, shouldn't it, like, at least with steroids, as badly as baseball botched all the steroid stuff, at least they did it where it was, all right, there's going to be a trial period. You're not going to be punished if you test positive. Okay, now we have the data. And then going into, I think it was the next, it wasn't middle of the season all of a sudden they're no. saying, hey, this is going to be the punishment now. We're really going to start cracking down on it. I mean, the time to do this is in the offseason and say, okay, look, we realize that this has become an issue and that moving forward we are going to – I don't even know how you really can enforce it, but let's say they're going to start to really crack down and, and, and punish guys and check guys in whatever way. I mean, the catcher still has all that gear on. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this has been going on in baseball forever. So, uh, it's just baffling to me that baseball – well, it really isn't because it's baseball, but like – on June 8th now, you're all of a sudden going to say, you know, all the things that guys have been doing and been allowed to do, now we're going to start cracking down and really instituting real punishments on this. And here's what's so funny about this. And out of all this, I'm laughing. I'm listening to Buster. I'm like, Buster, I hear what you're saying. You're doing a great job reporting. This will never work. The Players Association will never allow this to go. And then I hear him say, for two people who who can't even agree whether they have hands. 
They're both in agreement with this. They're in agreement, Gordon. The, yeah. the players and, and the league are in agreement about shutting about doing this. It makes no sense. It's unbelievable. They can't agree on anything. Two people Nothing. who two people who 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 can't even say listen. Blue. You know no, what? it's not, it's gray. Uh, yeah. You know what? Let's put a runner on second. No, we shouldn't put a runner no, on second. No, we're not, not going to do that. Let's no, have a DH do... the full year. No, we can't do that. We're not going to do that. We're no, not. no, no. What, what are we getting for that? Okay, we'll do it, but we got to give us something in the next negotiation. So what is anybody getting from this? I don't get it. I don't get it. You're going to get more embarrassment for your sport because now you're going to be seeing these guys. And, and, and look, Cole, it's clear he has used in the past, mm-hmm. uh, but he's obviously not the only guy. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an no. epidemic and they wouldn't be doing something in the sport. They would just crack down on that one guy. But now you're going to have guys being checked. It's going to be like uh, you're going through airport security, going out to the mound. You know, you're going to have to the, – the TSA is going to be there checking you and – and it'll be like a boxer going into the ring. You check the gloves, you check the mouthpiece, the hair, you know. I mean, and you're going to get guys kicked out of games during games. These ge- games are going to be decided because guys are going to be yeah. getting kicked out of games. And, and look, it is the rule. So if you want to follow the letter of the law, but it always was that batters didn't really mind guys using a little something because they want them to be able to control the baseball and not Absolutely. getting hit. Absolutely. But uh, apparently that is not the case now with uh, with Major League Baseball. So uh, very just I mean, could you botch it anymore? I mean, from from Cole's answer, which was terrible. But baseball, this is I mean, this is typical MLB, like middle of the season. Now we're going to start cracking down on this. Oh, it's just terrible. I mean, you know, if I'm Michael Pineda, I'm still walking around with the pine tar on my shirt. Right, exactly. He, he used to just put it right on his neck, right? I mean, he just left it right out there for everybody to see. I'm just going to slap it. He wasn't putting it in his belt or on his cap or behind the glove. Like Joe Negro back in the day when he had the, the, the nail file in the back pocket. That's right. And he, I mean, that Cole's answer was even worse than when Joe Negro tried to, to throw the nail file. At, oh, that, oh, that? You mean that thing that I just tried to throw away? Oh, my God. What a disaster. It's awful. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, my mouth is open. I'm like, they're not sending Sanchez. They're not sending Sanchez after what happened last week. You're not sending him. He didn't even have to slide. No. Well, they had the, the, the third baseman uh, cut off the ball. I'm not exactly sure why. The, the catcher seems kind of surprised by it as well. So uh, the Yankee offense really breaking out tonight. They got a bases loaded walk, a wild pitch scored a run, and a sack fly. So for all the people who want a little small ball, here you go. This is, is this is what small ball looks like. So That's um, right. Now, they're not going to break out any further because uh, LeMahieu grounded out, but – what else is new there? Boy, oh boy, it's uh, been a rough season for him. So, but a Started off with lead. a hit tonight. Started yeah. off with a hit. I thought he was going, you know, it might be onto something. Might be onto yeah. something, Gordon. But a 3-2 lead, sixth inning after it looked, early, it looked early on. Like, oh boy, here we go. Down 2 nothing to the Twins. But they've scored three runs against the third worst America, the third worst team with the uh, third worst DRA in the American League. So, that's something. Who knows? Maybe uh, something, something more to come. We'll see. You never yeah. know. At least they're not shut out, Gordon. Well, they almost had another double play when they had the bases loaded. They had the, the little floater to the, the shortstop, and LeMahieu almost got picked off third. I was saying, boy, if they if they had a double play like that, oh, my God, that would just be the, the worst. But, hey, if, get a win tonight. The last thing we need is, is uh, thinking 
sweep here, right? You, you have to. We were talking last night how you have to be thinking sweep uh, of the Twins to try mm-hmm. and salvage your season. Mm-hmm. If you lose the first game, <laughs> obviously you the can sweep check that is box. Out. You can yeah, check that the, off. Yep, absolutely. But listen, Yankees need to win tonight because there's a lot of pressure on the starter tomorrow. Oh my <laughs> to god! To get a win, right? There's a lot of pressure, and you know what? His spin rate better be spinning. <laughs> yeah, well, his head might be spinning after that performance today. I can tell you that. Oh, I hope I hope he gets a good night's sleep tonight because he was struggling today. He really yeah. was. Let's go to the phone. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, you're batting leadoff on 9870 ESPN. Good evening, my friends. I haven't heard something like Garrett Cole said today since Frank Pantangelo testified in The Godfather. <laughs> He's just a guy I knew from the neighborhood. They asked me a few questions. (laughs) I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, we're friends. We we, we live and die with the baskets. I mean, you couldn't have made up a worse answer. And I'm sure people will have that pause time for the millisecond. I mean, this is a bright guy. I've heard him talk and analyze pitching. Now I'm starting to think, unfortunately, when he went from Pittsburgh to Houston, Houston has some stellar reputation for being above board, boys. You know that, right? Yeah. So, uh, God, I I don't even even know. What bothered me, too, and it's innuendo, and I appreciate it. Now, because DeGrom has such a low ERA, they're questioning this. Would you just roll the balls out or throw the bats in the uh, deck circle and play ball? I'm fed up with this. You have great basketball going on. One quick comment on that, and I'm glad I gave you a laugh. Tomorrow night's going to be pretty high rating on that game, especially when Donaldson gets up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Young had an off-shooting game today, and I'll tell you, that score is not indicative of that game. But, Larry, I told you the other day, Gordon, I think it was Larry Solo. Embiid is his, – his shot is so good. It just It's amazing how a player who was injured from the first couple of years, I think he sat out one full year from Kansas, he is so good. He is so smooth. And that shot is so beautiful to watch. And he, he's a flawless player. He's just injuries may catch up with them. But uh, I'll leave you with this. What I saw last night, I don't think Brooklyn's going to lose another game, whether they have all three of them or not. And Kevin Durant, I'm putting all the sidebar stuff. I'm not interested with Jay Will and all that. That's 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 the entertainment part of the game. Bores me a little bit. Kevin Durant is as good an offensive player. There's always a big Kareem guy with that shot. Sure. Kevin Durant can do anything on a basketball court. And I know he's a string bean, but do you guys, and I'll listen on the stream, do you guys think Brooklyn could go through this thing without losing the game? They, they, you know what, uh, Spike, and thanks for the phone call. Gordon, they could do a, a, a Moses Malone back four, in the four, day with four, the Sixers. Four, four, four. Yep. They could. Yep. They could. Well, look, they did lose a game to the Sixers. I, I'm assuming they will lose a game uh, here or there. And if you're the Bucks, oh. I don't know. You're not winning the series. You have got to come out like your hair's on fire in game three. I mean, mm-hmm. you have got to come out and, 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 and establish whatever pride you have as an organization because the way you were just manhandled and embarrassed in game two, 
this is this is more than just one game to to kind of salvage your spot in the series because I don't think you're winning the series by any share. But you have to better put up a better performance than that because that was that's about as bad as you. I, I don't see how you could be any worse in terms of a performance during a playoff game. I, I, you know, it, sometimes you see it a one versus an eight, a two versus seven. These are two teams that were supposed to be competitive. I mean, Gordon, do you know what you do? You know how badly you have to play to be down forty nine points on the playoff. Forty nine points. You know how badly you have to play. You almost have to not even show up, and yeah. they didn't. Yeah, they didn't show up. <laughs> they didn't show up. Nope. And here is the thing: you talk about tonight, and obviously, you know, listen, Sixers put a run on. They tested this young mm-hmm. team, and they would had them up eighteen, and they fought back. Yeah, the, when the Nets had the Bucks up, the Bucks were just like, "Oh, this is over. We're done. Yep, we we're got done. no answers. We're, we're we're just maybe maybe we'll find something when we get back home." I mean, and they everybody's shooting, nobody's passing the ball. They're a they're a mess. They're a me- and you know what? A lot. Not, take nothing away from the Nets, Gordon. Nothing. That's a fabulous team. We've talked about it. But Gordon, can, if you're a Budenholzer, can can you give me can you give me some some kind of adjustment? Can yeah. you do something? Is there, can you do? Can you can you call some plays at least to try to give your team some confidence that they can do anything? He gave them nothing, nothing, nothing. And uh, you know, I, right now I thought this was going six with the Nets winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the Nets doesn't. will come back home waiting to play somebody. I I don't see how. What can Milwaukee do to win a game in this series, Gordon? I don't see how they win a game. Yeah, I said five before the series. I might have overestimated. Yeah. I might have overestimated the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, look here. I mean, it's all on Game Three, right? If they yeah. don't win Game Three, it will be a sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would expect a better performance simply because it can't be any worse than that it was in yeah. Game Two. And, and sometimes you see a team get blown out, and and that kind of spurs them. But I mean, it's 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 clear cut, right? You have to go out there in Game Three if you're the Bucks and, and show some form of pride. I mean, yeah. there's there's lots of guys who who you know their reputations are decided in the playoffs for mm-hmm. you know not showing up or losing series or losing games. I mean, this would be a really negative mark on Giannis. I think mm-hmm. if he's the guy on this team and they laid down like that. Yeah, there's no question. There's no question. And the other thing that Spike mentioned, the other thing about Embiid, Gordon, with all his injuries, his footwork is very good. He yeah. has very good footwork offensively. You know, he's able to maneuver, and he's got a nice little fall-away jumper, too. And that's something, for me, you know, big men falling away is like, why? But he does a good, he does a good job with it. Because when you fall away, Gordon, you're taking your height away. You know, you're, you're making yourself smaller when you're falling away from the basket. But uh, he, he, and he was on tonight, 40 points tonight, made a move on that knee. I'm just like, oh, he could be out. And I just got hopped, back, hopped up and came back in there. So that's going to be an interesting series. Now it goes to Atlanta, and we'll see what Atlanta did. Last time they earned the split on the road in the series with the Knicks, they came back and they just made some adjustments, and they were awesome, the two games in Atlanta. We'll see what happens with Doc Rivers and the Sixers there in the next in games three and four. Yeah. Uh, well, with Embiid, the question has never been the talent. It's just been the health. Yeah. Right, I mean, he just can't. He guy can't ever stay healthy, and even, I mean, I feel like watching him a lot of times. I'm kind of holding my breath. Now, I'm not a Sixers fan, but I'm always kind of holding my breath to make sure, as you said, like you see him twist, you see him turn, you think that something's gonna pop up. Uh, much like when you watch Anthony Davis play. Yes, <laughs> it's the yeah. same way. <laughs> much like that. <laughs> Damer. We call it ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. 
So Gordon Montgomery's out of the game. Would you have brought him out for the sixth? Uh, yeah, I mean, he had kind of settled down. Now, he got into a little bit of trouble there. There's a wild pitch that allowed the runner to get to second. Sanchez didn't even knock it down. It got away from him, so that allowed the runner to get to second. So that allowed, when the double came, the, the, to tie the, the, the score there with the, the tying run. So uh, I would have probably stuck with him. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it seems like no matter what the Yankees do at this point, yeah. it's always the wrong decision. That's how it you know does. you're really going bad. It does. Gordon and I started the show tonight talking about Garrett Cole and uh, the, <clears throat> quote, sticky allegations in the painfully awkward moment when he met the media earlier today. He's sticking to a story, though, that he has greater worries than the opponent's accusations of wrongdoing. And uh, But he tapped it, and not very well, he tap danced Brian and Jake and did some other things, moonwalk. Uh, yeah, if, if that was tap shoe. dancing, I'm pretty sure I can tap dance. If that was tap dancing, I can tap dance. I'm Gene Kelly compared to that. <laughs> a little moonwalk, yeah. a little a little soft shoe, a little shuffle off the buffalo. He did whatever he could, and it did, none of it worked. So uh, we're getting your thoughts on this. Continue the conversation with you. Mark is in Newark. Hey, Mark, you're next on 98.7. Hi, fellas. How you doing tonight? Hey, Mark. You got me? Yeah, yep. we got you. We got you, Mark. Oh, okay, okay. A couple of things. This is just dinner. Now, I mean, first of all, let me say this. Uh, my my deepest condolences to the family of uh, Jim Fossil, of course. Um, he, he was an awesome coach and probably a more awesome person. And, and that's from the heart. Um, other than that, or, or and with that, um, it's been a confusing kind of a sports thing like my nuts or getting pounded by Baltimore and the Yankees can't find their way anywhere. And that interview with Cole and it, it's the, and, and I thought Atlanta would probably would go up two against the Sixers. I've never seen Doc Rivers whine so much in my entire life of watching him play basketball or coach basketball. Um, it's just been, and, and through all of that, fellas, to all of that, Gordon, you taught me something today, and that and that that's the, you know also because um, I like your misery. But today, when you said that the ba- and the baseball they cheat so much, I mean it's, it's like even Cole's like it's been handed for generations of cheating, and and I knew where that was going, which was where he took it. But then I thought about something you said, Gordon, when when you said about the pitchers. You know, they're using the sticky stuff or the tar or the whatever it is, gummies or whatever it is they're using, right? Um, that You said the batters were concerned that they want the pitchers to do whatever it is that they're doing. Well, not do whatever, but they do control. want them to be able to control the baseball. I don't think they, well, I think that, that that's was, what's changed. I thought that was very intellectually said, and it made so much sense to me. I'm, glad, I'm smarter for having heard that. Thank oh, that's you. nice. Well, I mean, I, I do think that there's a difference, though. What What's happening now is that batters have wanted that, but now what the pitchers are doing because of whatever substance they're using, they have figured out a way to kind of weaponize it and, and make their pitches the spin rate greater. And it's not just about controlling where the ball goes and being able to put it exactly where they want it. It's about increasing the spin rate so it's harder and harder to make solid contact with the ball. So that's why... Uh, I think baseball is Those batters, when they see that ball coming, 
Uh, I mean, we, you know, we're outside looking in, but but when those batters are there facing them 100 and something mile yeah, an hour pitches, I bet you, I bet you they don't care so much about that spin rate, uh, <laughs> how many more spins it has. They just want to make sure that the pitcher knows what he's doing, whether he hits it or not. Uh, he'd rather it not hit him. I, I, I like, I, I think that's important. Yeah, I agree much. with you, Mark. I agree with you, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. Always good talking to you. Gordon, you know, hear this. It's really, and I was listening to Bart and Bob <laughs> right, uh, today because Bob Richardson was in for Alan Hahn. I was listening to them, and Gordon, here's the bottom line. It's really the hitter's answer. It's the pitcher's answer to the ball being juiced last year and the year before and balls right. flying all over the ballpark and guys losing jobs. Okay, with the ERAs that are what the ERA is north of four, five and six, you know, and so now it's just it's this back and forth chess match that continues to go back and forth. Going, it's like watching a it's like watching a tennis match. All right, so now the pitchers, okay, so now they'll make an adjustment and the hitters will start to hit again, and then the pitchers are going to say, well, listen, if I want to maintain a career in this league and I want to have a chance. To, to, to follow my dream and, and be a professional baseball player and be a pitcher, I got to do something to get people out. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to do this. It's like anything else. In any society, in any walk of life, if you can find something that is not hurting anybody else, really, uh, but will improve your chances of you know performing and getting paid and having a career, I, I think the temptation is going to be there uh, to, to use it. So, again, it is it, – it, Cole is now the poster child because his answer was just so bad today. But mm -hmm. this is obviously something that is uh, going on around baseball. And between Cole and, uh, and um, Trevor Bauer, he's another one who uh, has had uh, some his name thrown out there as well. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, I, I just think it, 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 at the end of the day, it really just is another black eye. It's really just going to be another embarrassment for baseball because – if it's even if it's not great pitchers, say it's somebody that we're not really expecting right now, just you know a middle of the road pitcher, mm -hmm. it's going to be more. Uh, you know that this is going to be getting the attention. Well, since the baseball new rules, this is the first guy. Now yeah. he's going to get suspended. This guy's going to get kicked out. So uh, I just think that it really is is kind of counterproductive by baseball. Certainly the way they're doing it, but the, the fact that they're kind of doing it at all. Jacobs in Brooklyn. Hey Jake, you're next on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, man? What's going on? Um, a little bit about the Nets. I want to comment on last night on that win. Forget it. They were they were without they were without James Harden, but Jeff Green wasn't even playing. He's he's a he's he don't get talked enough about. It. He's he's a really good player. And my my question is, what do you think about Spencer Dinwiddie? Because there was rumors not a while not so not so long ago that he might come back sometime in June. And what do you think that would add for the team? Well, you know uh, what, I think Jacob? they're winning anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know what it would be, Jacob? And thanks for the phone call. It'll be more talent to an already talented team if he could come back. I don't know, um, and I know I had heard that at some point. I don't know if, they, if he's still on track to do that. But uh, listen, if he could come back and get in shape, you know, any any depth would help your team, and he would just be another guy in the backcourt that would give you some depth in case. You know, James Harden got hurt again or Kyrie had to miss some games or whatever. But, Gordon, they don't need him. They yeah. don't need him. No. It's, they it's they it's just that, don't. That, that much is pretty right clear. Now. Yeah, they, they, they are uh, – I mean, they don't even need Harden in this series. And this might be <laughs> – I mean, you can make the argument the Bucks might be their greatest challenge the rest of the way. That's scary to think. 
right? I mean, they just won a game by 39 49. points. They're up 2-0 and haven't had one of their three best players in the series. So I don't think they need, you know, much like the call last night talking about how Blake Griffin has got to do this or that more. Uh, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're okay. I think they're going to be all right. I think they're going to get through this. Gordon, I got to ask you this. And it's based on what you just said a couple of minutes ago. Is are, are we looking at baseball now as the sport that is the most? How can I be kind about this? Uh, is the most no? Um, is the most that wants to 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 find ways to uh, have good good? You know, um, there's a certain term I'm looking for. What I'm trying, I, I I guess I just can't be I can't be kind. Is is this the sport that cheats the most? Are we looking at this sport as the one as the professional sport that cheats the most with no uh, kind of uh, you know no no answering to authority in the sense of we have the situation with Houston and Boston nothing happens to the players managers lose their jobs yeah. Yeah. but that's not by baseball that was by the teams okay nothing happened to the players we understand nope. the players played let's make a deal so they could find the information out so nothing was going to happen to them. So there's no accountability, and now we're going to this with 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 the now we're gonna we're gonna ask the umpires, <laughs> right? Okay. You guys, hypothetically, you, you do it. Right. You, you go out there and check them and see what's going on with them. I, I mean, I'm just I'm looking at this. You had steroid use, you had this, and I'm not trying to say that you know basketball doesn't do certain things to gamesmanship and football doesn't do things games gamesmanship, but doggone it, Gordon, for for baseball to be in this spot again. Where, where the spotlight is on them because there's something going on, shortcomings with their game, and people are taking shortcuts. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's got to be frustrating if you're a really heavy baseball fan. Well, I think it's, it's, it is like any other sport, though. Like, if you're a player in that sport, um, I think you're always going to look for whatever edge you can get. It's just that the game of baseball is designed in a way between bats and, and your own physical body and the ball and – there's all different ways that you can figure out ways, and, and people have been trying to do it forever um, to to find that to find that edge. So I, I'm sure there is. I don't know what. How could you really cheat in basketball? I mean, outside of say performance enhancers, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's across the board. But is there a way? I mean, is there a way to cheat in basketball? Real? I mean, I don't really think that there is. It, certainly not like baseball, right? Where you can put yeah. substances on the ball, you can load up your bat, you can. You can do things here or there, uh, steal signs. Mm -hmm. There's not really a way in basketball that you can cheat. I'm sure it happens in football. I'm sure it happens in other sports, too, where guys are looking for whatever edge they can get. Hockey, you see it with the curved sticks every mm -hmm. once in a while mm -hmm. or True. different yeah. equipment or stuff yeah. like that. But I just think that the motivation and the, um, the reward for cheating, and especially in baseball, the punishment, it's worth the punishment to see if you can get the reward. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's an interesting thing because it just seems like it, baseball just can't get out get out of its own way. There's always something the that comes up that takes it off the eyes off the field. Right. Bill Belichick would like you to believe that baseball. <laughs> yes, they definitely cheat more in that sport than in any other. He he wants. Yes, absolutely. That is true. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, he would know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wait a second. Can we do that with the baseballs? Can we, can, can we do that to the footballs and make them yeah, spin well, a bit? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. He, he'll yeah, look. He'll fact, look. He'll run it through. Yeah, absolutely. He'll as run a it matter of fact, Gordon, we can do that with the footballs. Not to mention it, we sure can. <laughs> The 
Mikey's theme song. Same old song and dance. <laughs> there you go. There you it's go. ESPN in New York tonight on 987 ESPN 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, I've noticed Gary Sanchez has been in the lineup a lot these days. Is he back to the well, number one catcher? Is he? Is he got his job back? I, he... I don't really think he was ever not the number one catcher, to be quite honest. I mean, they were always going to be looking for any excuse to put him back in there. And uh, look, I mean, he's had some some better at bats mm-hmm. overall here for the last few weeks, but that's really just an indication of just how bad he was earlier in the year. I mean, the yeah. fact he's got no up over two hundred. Um, Tells you, hey, hey, look at that. He's over 200. Whoa. Because at some points, it didn't feel like that would, that, I mean, that was a huge leap from where he was. Yeah. So, yeah, it's true. Uh, it's, it's a bad situation. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not great. Yankees stranding runners at first and third. And it just feels like, uh, if I could just give you some mild financial advice to the, to the audience, what I sure. do mm-hmm. at this point of the season, because I feel like we've been down this road a thousand times, mm-hmm. when it turns out, that the Yankees are in a one-run game, either up or down by one run mm-hmm. during the game. Mm-hmm. Head over, take a look at the app. You never fan, promo code Gordon. See what the odds are. Chances are, you know, throw a couple bucks down. Nothing, nothing extravagant, but at least it takes some of the sting away when it when the inevitable happens and they blow another game. Because that's coming. That this is coming tonight. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, when they had the three-two lead, I thought, all right, maybe. And then they strand runners here and they strand runners there. You can, I mean, I feel like you can write these stories even before the games are over, which beat writers do write the stories yeah, essentially before the story, the games are over. They but do. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy with the Yankees this year. Yeah, it is. It is. So once again, listen to Gordon. He knows promo code Gordon. Yep. Run over the fan duel. Don't, don't, you know, bet with your head, not over it. That's right. Oh, that's a good line. Yeah. Well, they use that. I think that's they a use good that line. One. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's a good line. 1-800-919-3776. Delano's in Newark. Hey, Delano, you're next on 98.7. Hey, hey guys. Thanks for putting me on. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about um, the whole, like, cheating, may spit on the ball or something. Like, something like that. I'm just saying, like, I think the whole game of baseball is not uniform. Like, every stadium is different. When, when I was growing up and me and my friends would go play baseball, like, if a guy had a wooden bat, I had a metal bat, maybe the guy at baseball might be scuffed up, we'll be still playing baseball. The game is not uniform. It's not like every other game, like hockey, basketball, football. Like, every stadium is the same. Every basketball is the same. Every hockey is the same. It's certain nuances in baseball that's kind of part of the game. Maybe they might be taking advantage of it, like pitchers or maybe um, hitters, hitting home runs, but – it's certain nuances, and maybe it needs to change. Maybe baseball needs to change. Maybe eventually everything needs to be uniform. Um, it's just a thought. It might, it might help. Yeah, I, I kind of like the, the uniqueness of the stadiums and the uniqueness of the fields and stuff like that, so I don't think that that would help. Uh, and look, it is a rule on the books that you're not allowed to use any form substances. It wouldn't be all that unusual to see guys get tossed out. It's just that now all of a sudden on June 8th, in the middle of the season, baseball is going to start to crack down on something that has been going on for a while. Because people are complaining about and, the and, lack and the of offense, offense is down, right? right. And, and then you know what's going to happen? They're going to crack down on this. The offense is going to go up, and then what are they going to be complaining about? Well, you know, these games are just taking too long. That's right. <laughs> so what they need to do is leave the pitchers alone, 
put put the live baseball, the juice baseballs back in the game, and right. let's go. Everybody's everybody's on equal <laughs> footing, right? We got if you if you breathe on the baseball, it's going to go out. But we're going to put we're going to slobber that thing up. You know, there was a I, I kind of forgot about this, but there was a highlight. I think it was three years ago. Yadier Molina was catching, mm-hmm. and I can't remember who was pitching, but he pitched. He threw the pitch, and. Melina can't find the ball and he's looking around, he's looking around and it's stuck to his chest. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so that tells you how long this has been an issue. It was literally stuck to his chest. It was like Superman's S on his chest. Um, so this is not a new thing, but no, it's not. It's not. And it's not going to change. Here's the no. other thing, Gordon. Guess what? It's not going to change because they're usually the folks who understand the nuances are usually ahead of the folks who are trying to stop the nuances that you're ahead on. And of so course. if you take something else, they'll come up with something else. So it, 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 it's, it's like the, you know, the, 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 the retina maze. Right. I mean, this has been going on uh, Gaylord Perry, right? I mean, right. they would be checking him all the time and he, in between innings, he'd find a way and, and he's in the hall of fame. So right. uh, look, this is going to keep going on. And if baseball wants to embarrass itself, which I'm sure it will, they don't ever miss an opportunity to do that. Uh, I'm sure that that will be what will happen here over the course of the season. I just can't wait for an umpire now to use instant replay to see if a pitcher touched a certain area oh, before I mean, the pitch <laughs> or the called strike three. Can't wait. Can't wait. Fun times. It's coming. It's coming. Lee's in Manhattan. Hey, Lee, you're next on 98.7. Brother Larry Gordon, what's happening, fellas? What's going on, Lee? Listen, quick comment on this on this baseball thing, then I got a basketball question for you. Mm-hmm. You know, this 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 baseball stuff is a crock. Okay? I mean you're talking about the let's go let's start with the exit velo stuff. Okay? Now, I gotta ask you this question and maybe you can tell me is it a result of because the amount of no hitters that have been pitched so far this year, okay? Could that be one of the reasons why a lot of the players are complaining? But let's let's go back and do a little bit of history and throw some names out to you, and why wasn't they doing this back then or because of this modern technology and everything? Let's go back to Mariano. Nolan Ryan with all the no-hitters. Terry Woods, okay? They're talking about the pitches. But do you also remember the infamous pine tar incident that will go down in baseball history? Okay, where now they where they use now they limit the amount of pine tar that uh, batters can put on their bat. This, that, and the third. Okay, it's absurd. You know, you, they, they they talk about they juicing the balls. Then I mean they've been talking about this for the last couple of years. How the balls aren't the same. So. I mean, when they went, when people were hitting home runs, okay, Maguire, Sosa, so on and so forth, okay, they talked that they they brought that up as far as steroids, okay. It wasn't all about spin rate. It wasn't all about you know pine tar, okay. So where does major where does MLB draw the line? You know what you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, I do, Lee. They they, they don't know where to draw the line. <laughs> they. They're, they're struggling with this, Lee. They really are. And But you're right. A large part of this is because offenses are down, and you've had a, a 
an absurd amount of no-hitter stone. Corey Kluber threw a no-hitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gordon, they're like, listen, Corey Kluber threw a no-hitter. Something's going on. Like, we got we to we gotta figure out something, what's going on here in, in, in baseball. And so that's where you are now. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the offense is down, so that's not a good look for baseball. And, and people love the offense. And now with fans being back in the stands, They'd like to find some sort of middle ground. You know, baseball wants to get it so that there's more action in the game like there used to be. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. teams have run the numbers and they realize that the, the way to score, it, it's getting more and more difficult to score because guys are throwing harder and harder. It's not just the spin rates, but velocity is up across the board. So uh, it kind of gets back to the same thing about the, um, the reward for trying to hit home runs and hit with power when you get that one pitch to hit, it, it certainly outweighs the downside of striking out and having innings where it's one, two, three, and nobody putting the ball in play. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for a couple of teams and some players to have the guts, Gordon, to go opposite the shift, to have the guts of, of hitting that when, when there's four people on one side of the mm-hmm. infield. For you to hit the ball down the line to do something to get on base. I'm still waiting. I'm still yeah. waiting for teams to have the guts to do that because, you know what, talking about checking pitchers and what they're throwing, how many runs and hits are being taken away by these shifts that everybody's doing now? Well, I said it, uh, I think it was Sunday show, um, that if baseball wants to make a logical rule change, they can just ban the shift by saying, you know what, the, sh- the shortstop has to stay on the, the shortstop side of the second base. All the infielders have to be on the infield grass. I mean, the pitcher's not allowed to throw the ball from wherever he wants, right? The catcher has to stay in a certain area to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, to me, that's the least intrusive rule change that you could have. I mean, they're talking about moving the pitcher's mound back. They're talking about this thing and that thing. That would be one where I'd say, you know what? Try that. That, I think, would all automatically. I mean, because you see... The reason why these teams keep shifting is because it clearly works. Yeah. It yep. works more times than it doesn't. So I would think that if you ban the shift, it would that would not be – we will not get calls from fans saying, hey, you know what, I really miss the shift. <laughs> no, Whereas you know if they move the pitcher's mound back, we'll get calls about that. If they do all these stu- – how many calls have we gotten about the stupid runner at second base and, yep. and the seven-inning doubleheaders? This is one where everybody wins. Yeah. But they won't do that. No, (laughs) That's why they won't do it. They won't do that. And that's a logical thing. Because look how many hits and runs it takes away. Oh, my God. I mean, the the Rays might uh, panic right away. I mean, (laughs) it's half their team. Wait a second. And again, I'm not saying to do it now because I think that's stupid. You don't Mm -hmm. change rules of the game in the middle of the game. When you play a Monopoly, you don't say, you know what? We're not going to have free parking anymore being all this money when, you know, you're throwing money into free parking. You establish what the rules of the game are beforehand, and then you play the game out, and you see how it goes, and then you make changes in the offseason. But, of course, baseball doesn't do that. Well, you know, listen, if baseball wants to make some changes in the middle of the season, how about getting that universal DH? Never too late. <laughs> Never too late. And even that, like, it's, it's right down to the last minute. But, look, if they change that in the middle of the season, everybody would be like, this is crazy. You're changing this in the middle of the season. Teams have already prepared. People were complaining – in the offseason that they hadn't clarified what which way it was going to go because teams are trying National League teams are trying to put their teams together and they don't know if they're going to have a DH or not and it hurts teams not being able to have that you know Dom Smith is a perfect example i That's mean right. how much would that have benefited the Mets having oh. Dom Smith being able to play every single day i mean uh, listen 
Alonzo Alonzo was the DH tonight. He had two home runs. There you go. <laughs> so, and, you th- and again, that's another perfect example. It's not just about Dom Smith playing. It's about being able to rest a guy here or there, right? Like exactly. give Alonzo half a day where he doesn't have to, to play the field and all those type of things. No, it's a huge benefit to, to have in the National League. But it would be crazy to change that rule in the middle of the season. It's crazy to change any rules in the middle of the season. But, of course, baseball does things baseball's way, which that's- rarely makes sense. Absolutely. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Hour number two of a Tuesday night edition of the show. Thanks for stopping by at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Taking your phone calls. We've been chatting a lot about spin rate in baseball and how can we change it? What can we do? What, what's, what's the right answer? Also, we had some uh, NBA sprinkled in. We're welcome to continue that conversation. Gordon and I will talk a little football also in this hour uh, before we leave you. And, of course, time permitting, Gordon's favorite segment. Oh, I don't know if we're going to get any answers with Aaron. I, well, we don't actually ever get any answers, but I don't even think <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll play any answers from Aaron uh, tonight. We'll, we'll see. I mean, you never know. You I would love know. to have some answers with Aaron. Oh, my God. I'd, lo- I'd, I'd love to. He, he, uh, Jordan Montgomery talked him into – Keeping him in there for another batter or two. That Monty. blew up in his face. Well, you know Monty. Monty did a good job. Monty, yeah, oh, Monty, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Guardy with the... Guardy, Guardy getting a bunt down. You know, it was big yeah. for us. I feel like we're, we're putting some good at-bats together. I see some signs. Yeah, you're going to see some signs. <laughs> Wait until the fans are really back. You'll see some signs in the stands. Yes, indeed, yeah. he will. Yes, yeah. indeed, he will. Let's go back to the phones. JP's in Brooklyn. Hey, JP, you're next on 98.7. Hey, fellas, thanks for having me. You know what I did today? Today um, I watched Detroit Pistons versus the Bucks when, um, when Blake Griffin was playing for them, mm-hmm. and they got swept, and, he, and, and Blake Griffin never been the same. That was like two years ago. And this is a redemption. This is why it's very important Blake Griffin played like he played two years ago. If he played like that, I'm telling you, we get that Blake Griffin back. You know, that's why last time when I told you he can play better, the team can play better. I watched the, the game. We need to, who's boxing out the shooter? Nobody was boxing out the shooter. Little things like that win championships. Now, listen, I know you're coach. Now, know. JP, I know you're a coach, and, and I get that, and, and I understand that. Uh, but understand this. In the the way the Nets were playing last right. night. Right. Here's my the, five. Yeah, and the way Milwaukee the was playing out. last night. Milwaukee. We understand. Milwaukee, we, we, Milwaukee look, you know, you didn't do. have to do all that stuff, JP. Now, listen, in, in the perfect world, <laughs> I get it. You're right. You're right. In the perfect world, you do the nuances and whatnot. And thanks for the phone call, my friend. And you do those little nuances and you make the adjustments and you do all the fundamentals, you are absolutely correct. But, JP, two things. Blake Griffin is never going to be that guy that he was two years ago. He just isn't. Injuries have taken the toll on his body. He's not going to be that guy. He is doing exactly what the Nets want him to do. He's giving, he's, he's giving you – he's pounding the boards offensively, okay, uh, he's, he's trying to some play threes. some defense. Yep. He's, he's, he's bringing the opposition center away from the basket. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Gordon, by hitting some threes, he's doing what they ask him in. Now, 
we'll see when they need him to do more, will he be able to make that adjustment? Right now, Milwaukee doesn't even have the good sense to get the ball into Brooke Lopez, who's, who's standing in the paint, to have a mismatch over Blake Griffin to get some points over him or, or, or Kevin Durant. They're not even doing that. So for right now, Blake Griffin is fine. Just, just I'll tell you this. Let, let's, let's, uh, let's get crazy. Say the Nets go out, lose game three, lose game four. They lose the series. We will take as many net calls as we can handle, and no one anywhere will say, you know what, the reason why the Nets lost? Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Nope. Won't it's not about it. Now, look, he's 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 performed well. I'm not. I'm not. He's 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 kind of you know remade himself and 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 his diminished skills from where he was when he broke in. But yeah, he's not the uh, he's not the key. <laughs> he's not the key. And listen, no. give him credit. He 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 found the three pointer. He shoot the three pointer now almost yeah. as good as he did when he was playing. Regularly. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, you you don't. He doesn't have the explosiveness that he used to have. No. So he's mm-hmm. kind of found other ways to to get the offense going and. And that uh, that has been one of them. So good for him. And to be fair, nobody's really keying on Blake Griffin. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, why do you think all these guys want to go there, right? I mean, because they know they don't have to do any of the heavy lifting, and they get all the benefits of all the heavy lifting being done by Ky- by Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You know, and, I mean, and sometimes James Harden. Yeah, and sometimes one of the three. <laughs> right. Pay, you know, sometimes two. Maybe you that's know? what they should do. If the, if the if the Bucks lose game three, the Nets should be forced to play with just one of the big three, and just <laughs> just to see if it's a game, just to see if they can keep it within thirty. Jays and Queens, what's up, Jay? You're next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, so yesterday, uh, I called and I got a little excited, and I was singing the Mets song and. You know, I was excited because the Yankees were, were losing and, and they're they're pretty terrible right now. And um, I just want to go ahead and, and go on the record and say, listen, I was over the top yesterday. No, no, no. You don't get to take it back now. No, no. Now you made no, your wait bed. A minute, wait a minute. And now wait. you got to sleep in it. Yeah. Just because you're losing to the Orioles, yeah, you don't yeah, get to switch it. We don't, you don't get to take it back. Okay. All right. You know what? So I'll live with it. I'll live with it. I'll, okay, fine. You know what? I redact my apology. I'm living with this one. That being said, you know who's not using sticky substances? It's David Peterson. No, he sure David isn't. Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. You're and right I, about I know, that. I know, it's, it's, I, I know we're, we're, we're not even halfway through the season yet. Um, but, I mean, Luis Rojas, uh, he, he's, got, he's got to do something about this. this is, I mean, you can't keep throwing him out there every five days and expecting him to be even halfway decent. What happened today, we scored the two runs and he gave it right back. What happened today was embarrassing. I, I, I don't understand why, why, why Rojas or, and or the Mets just keep on putting him out there. I know we don't have a lot of options right now. Um, Thor's a question mark, um, but I, what, what, what do we do from here? Well, Jay, what you do, and thanks for the phone call, is you wait for Carrasco. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there, I mean, what are you looking at for him? I mean, it doesn't seem like he's, he's – It doesn't, right? It, it doesn't last seem like he's I anywhere heard, close. Yeah, the last I heard it was maybe July, oh, maybe. Wow. And, and you know, just to see that he was going to be able to start to, you know, start doing rehab starts and stuff. So that, that's the earliest I heard. I'm telling you, Gordon, that's why I've been just whistling along. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Being happy mm-hmm. because think of where this team would be if Walker wasn't doing what he's been doing, 
right at the th- yeah. at the number three spot. I mean, think of what this team would be because Peters has been up and down, Walker's been solid, and Lucchese has been you know up until his last outing, he's not been that great. Yeah. So it's really been Degrom, you know, Degrom Strowman in the bullpen, and that's mm-hmm. the way it's been. So. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get Carrasco back here and see what he brings up because you know Thor. Now I'm, I'm not even thinking about Thor until September. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. Him. Yeah, I wouldn't get my hopes up. You'd like to see if Carrasco can get back before Thor here. You know, I mean, you would, you uh, would. I mean, that's something that's happened a long time ago. So it has. It's like spring training. Yeah, yeah, that was spring training. So yeah, it's like he hasn't even been. He hasn't even been on the team in he hasn't made he hasn't it's like he hasn't even left florida <laughs> yeah like i mean the, the mets injuries boy they don't have any any short ones right i mean no. nimmo has been gone for forever uh, mcneil and conforto aren't coming back all that soon nope and, and carrasco might be out longer than the rest of them it's scary it's really scary uh i'm not going to jinx anything gordon but i'm seeing uh, some timely hits from a certain team in the bronx bull well, is in the bronx he's next on 987 espn <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, people? Oh my God! I haven't heard this many Blake Griffin calls since he was in Oklahoma. <laughs> he was jumping over. Oh, he was God. jumping over like, Kia's the last time he was this popular. <laughs> I'm telling you, we we jumped over the thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Listen, I gotta you know I gotta go out the provocateur tonight to your left uh, or to your virtual left, Uncle Larry. Mm-hmm. Did I hear you say, and I mean, listen, the Nets have been playing great. I, I mean, I know everybody wants to anoint them. I mean, please, can we at least just get to the Eastern Conference Finals before we do that. But did I hear you say that the Bucks are, the, are their stiffest challenge? Come on, Gordon. Well, I mean, Come on. I, I'm not saying that they will be, but we went into this series saying it had the, at least the potential to be their stiffest challenge. We know the Celtics are not going to be their stiffest challenge, so it's either going to be the, the Sixers, the Bucks, or whoever they play in the West. It's not, I mean, it's not like they have to run through a whole bunch of teams here. It's not the regular season anymore. So uh, the Bucks were kind of remade to make a deep playoff run, and we're seeing how well that design has gone. I mean, this, is, this has been a disaster. And I didn't have high hopes for the Bucks, but even my high hopes were too high. <laughs> Listen, the Bucks coach is going down that Terry Stotts. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, no question. They're going to be, having, the they're gonna be free for brunch in, in a little one. bit. <laughs> That's number one. Sixers have a better coach. Embiid is a better player than Giannis. You know that, man. In the fourth quarter, who do you want the ball in, in whose hand? You want it in Giannis' hand or you want it in Embiid? Much less he can't hit a jump shot, but he can't hit a free throw. No. And he doesn't really have any moves. He's a great athlete. He's a great competitor. But he's not a player on the level with Embiid. And then look at the supporting cast. Listen, Middleton, terrible. nice player, reminds right. me of a guy, you know, you know that guy in the park he got with that long head? His name was Doc. You know, he was great around the way. As soon as y'all went cross town or something to go play somewhere, all of a sudden his jump shot is gone. You know, his handle is gone. Looking shaky. You know, I take Seth Curry. I take um, Thibault. You saw my man today. Oh, my God. Shaking Mitch Milton. I, I take all of those guys. And Tobias Harris. Let's leave Ben Simmons to the side because he's relegated himself to be like a role player. I'd rather have a Robert Ory than him. But, I mean, come on. 
And it's not even a competition it's between those two teams. You never see the Sixers go out like that getting blown out by like 40-something points. Oh, I, I would hope not. I mean, you know, that was embarrassing. Oh, was, well, what we were saying, Buddha. They weren't even allowed a 20-point loss the other day. They came back at the end. You know, what they we lost was, the game, but they're talking. What we were saying, Buddha, was at this point, this was the most competitive team they were going to face at this point. No, 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 Uncle Larry. No, I, no I, my point was that coming into this series, I heard people say, and I didn't, I didn't agree with it because I was saying I think the Nets are going to win in five, but people were saying that this was going to be the Nets' most, uh, their toughest challenge. Now, I don't agree with it because I said, you know, Nets in five, but that is what people have said. I heard people say that this was going to be their toughest challenge, the, the whole playoffs, and yeah, I didn't no, agree I knew, with that I knew either, it wasn't going to be that. I never thought that. I mean, come yeah. on. Forbes, all those guys. Those guys are all shaky, man. Those guys play well at home, and they play well during the regular season. You know, how many playoffs, big playoff losses have they had? Forget about this year. How many big playoff losses have they had in the last three years? I mean, they're okay for Tiger. Come on. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep, you're right, Buddha. And uh, the paper tiger is gonna be crawling home, <laughs> and they yep. and they, won't, yep, and, they, they and I and they're not. I Gordon, unless something drastically changes, their baggy day, they won't have to get back on the plane to come back. No, nope. they'll, they'll they'll leave no. from the stadium. Win, win or go home, go they're home. gonna be lose and stay home. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's the way it's gonna be. You are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. When we return, Gordon and I will talk a little football. We'll talk about Jim Fossil and. Could it be Aaron Rodgers really is not going to show up for Green Bay? Gordon, I think they should trade him. We'll discuss next on 98.7 ESPN. So if you got the crosshairs, you got the, you got the laser, you can put it right on my chest, I'll take full responsibility. I'm raising the stakes right now. This is a poker game. I'm shoving my chips to the middle of the table. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out. Okay? This team is going to the playoff. The late Jim Fossil making that statement as head coach of the Giants. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer till midnight. Dennis Freddie and Fitzsimmons. They will continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN New York. So, Gordon, that was... You know, when I think back on this, and I was at that press conference, by the way, Gordon, when I think back at this, I think they were playing a team that had a losing record the following week. So the strategy right. was of course. perfect. Yeah, perfect. that's when you do it, right? That's when you do it. And they went on to make that run. And not only did they went on to make that playoff run, they did pretty well, pretty well. Yeah, that was the that was the Super Bowl year, right? I mean, yes, that I was, believe yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, if you meet a Giant fan who was a Giant fan back then, they'll tell you that the the Armstead interception should have counted, and that would have mm-hmm. changed the game. And um, it was a ticky tack call that would have tied the game at seven at that point in the second quarter. Um, instead, I think the Ravens uh, the call, you know, the interception gets overturned. The Ravens then went up ten nothing, and it was pretty much. Um, pretty much over and out from there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jim, Fa- I mean, I'll say this. Uh, he was obviously a very good coach for the Giants, got him to a Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. even though he didn't win it, I-, I know a lot of fan bases w- would sign up to have a coach that actually takes you to the Super Bowl every once in a while. So yeah. and I just saw the outpouring. And I, I guess this is true, but uh, whenever someone of some renown passes away, 
But it seemed like it was a, a common theme of what a what, what a good guy he was, what a good yeah. teacher he was, what a good mm-hmm. coach he was, mm-hmm. and not necessarily wins and losses, but like teaching you the game and and getting through to his players and and having his players back. So um, yeah, it's very sad news to him. You know, it just feels like. Um, 71 is not that old, right? I mean, it, right. it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, when you hear of some people passing away, not that you, you, you don't uh, feel sad, but, you know, you feel like, ah, oh, that was a good run. You know, that mm-hmm. guy had a good run. Yeah. 71, Jim Fossil had a very good life, but it doesn't feel like he had a very good run. You know, it feels like he, he yeah. should have, um, he should still be with us. So very, very sad news. It definitely was. It definitely was. Quoting Michael Strahan, big part of my life, just a great man, great coach, and he will be missed. I was definitely shocked this morning to find out the news. Joe Judge, the current Giants coach, paid his respect to Jim Fossil. Guys, how's everyone doing today? Uh, Before we go into questions, I want to start out just offering our prayers uh, to the family of Coach Fossil. Uh, Obviously, very sadly, he passed away last night. Uh, Look, it's a small league, you know, from inside this building where his impact was directly felt and carries over through the history of our organization. Uh, to coaches around the league who work together and have good relationships. A lot of respect for his son, uh, John Bones Fossil down in Dallas. Very good relationship with him. Um, just all the respect in the world for what they're doing. And, um, you know, obviously our thoughts and prayers with his family and uh, the impact he made here for the Giants, you know, something we talk about as a team. And uh, we'll make sure we reflect on today. Yeah, there's no question. And he, he did a, you know, he did a, he did a real nice job while he was there. Got to the playoffs three times during his tenure. And, um, you know, this it's, it was God, it was Giants football, you know, with him. And just what you said is what players and people around the league talk about. He was he prided himself on being a teacher. Yeah, that's what he loved to do. And, and working with young players. And, you know, that's why it was <laughs> that's why it was so different when uh, Tom Coughlin came, because, you know, you have to be you're on time you're late unless you're five minutes early and so that was a difference between the camaraderie and the conversation and the tone that fossil had in that locker room as a pair compared to what coughlin wanted to have in that locker room so it was it was an adjustment but um he was a great coach i enjoyed covering him he did, he yeah. did a nice job with the team he nice seemed like a, he was he seemed like a good dude you know some yeah, people they, they get to a position like that and uh they can allow it to kind of uh, go to their head, and uh, it didn't seem like he was uh, someone like that. No, he was. He was. He was a great man, and uh, he will sorely be missed. Gordon, listen, it's not. It's not my team. I have no, you know, dog in the fight. But having covered all these teams in different sports, what's going on in Green Bay is a huge distraction. They need to move Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't want to be there. It's clear. I get it. It's a reigning MVP. It's, um, you know, Super Bowl, you, you number, great quarterback stuff. Gordon, he's not there. He doesn't want to be there. But what's, his the lever- most- but what's his, what, what's his leverage here? He's, I mean, I find it hard to believe at the age of 37, Aaron Rodgers is going to say, you know what, I'm not playing for you, so you better trade me, otherwise I'm going to sit out. He's, he's going to give up a year of football to make it. I mean, and that's really what it would kind of have to take, yeah, right? True. Um, I don't know. I, I think that if if I were the Packers, I would try to to mend fences in the best way I could. And and, and if I couldn't, well then, um, I, I hate to say like tough, but I just don't see what his what his leverage is. Is is hosting Jeopardy that big a deal <laughs> that he's going to go now host Jeopardy and and give a give up? 
and maybe it is. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's at peace with it that, you know what, I can walk away. He's always been kind of a unique guy in terms of personality and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. maybe that will turn out to be the case. But I don't know if I'm the Packers. It's almost like he he portrays it like he's been so hard done to. I don't know. The Packers have done pretty well by him, right? He wanted yeah. a different coach. They went out and got a different coach. They, they've won games. They have a pretty good team. They've done well in the draft for all the, the talk about, well, we don't draft wide receivers. I don't know. Their blueprint seems to work. They have a pretty talented team. Mm-hmm. So I think that if I were the Packers, I'd just kind of wait this thing out because whatever, whatever um, you're going to get back in a trade, you're, I mean, that's not going to help you now anyway either, right? I mean, it's, it's not like the draft is around the corner. So any draft picks you're going to get, it's going to be all future picks. So I can trade him next year before the draft. If he's going to sit out, okay, fine. There'll still be a market for Aaron Rodgers a year from now. Now, it might not be as great as it, as it is right now, but I don't – I mean, outside of the Broncos, who's, who's going to go and, and trade for a quarterback right now like Aaron Rodgers? I hear what you're saying, Gordon, and that's logical. Me, this is emotional. Yeah. Anybody that doesn't want to be here, I don't want him here. I don't want because you know the worst thing is in a football locker room is a battle with your quarterback. Nothing splits a locker room up like a situation that your quarterback and you got a bunch of guys who've been there who won with him who are going to back him no matter what he could do no wrong for them. And then you're trying to bring this young kid in. Apparently, you want him to be your starter. Because, you know, it just seems like, like you, when you drafted him, you didn't draft him to sit on the bench two, three, four, five years. All right? So, for me, he don't want to be here. Doesn't show up at the OTAs. Okay, it's no big deal. I get it. He's not showing up at the OTAs. But, and, and he hasn't, and to be fair, he has not asked for a trade. Has not asked officially well, for not, a trade. Not, yeah, not, but not clearly publicly, he don't no. want to be there. Yeah, no, he's made that clear uh, in, in, in his, his actions and everything else that he wants to um, – He's kind of done with the place, but, uh, you know, as bad as the distraction would be, if Jordan Love goes in there and, and, and stinks up the joint, and as a rookie quarterback, there's at least a good possibility early on that that's going to be the case. Um, that's, that's really a way for things to go south. So um, I don't think that there is any good solution outside of getting Aaron Rodgers happy again, and I don't know if that's possible, mm-hmm. but I, I, I would not want to be the guy who was known for trading away Aaron Rodgers until I was forced to mm-hmm. trade away Aaron Rodgers. And I was actually getting something because if they trade away Aaron Rodgers right now, they're not getting any benefit yeah. right now. The benefit yeah. will be a year from now. And the team that you're trading him to is going to be a whole lot better because they got Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I hear what you're saying. And listen, is, is he willing to sit out? Maybe he is Gordon. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe so. And if he is, you know, listen, <laughs> I guess green Bay is like more power to you. You're going to sit out. We're not, we're not going to make this easy for you. <laughs> If you're not playing, it's because you don't show up. And right. that's apparently the way they're, they're thinking. They're more on your lines. But I just know how these distractions can be going every mm-hmm. day. Every question. Have you heard from Aaron Rodgers? Oh, it, oh and it will be, oh. right? Especially oh. there. Oh, yeah. I mean, every everything is going to be about Aaron Rodgers. And any time that it maybe starts to die down a little bit, I'm sure that he can do a little interview here or there, and all of a sudden it'll flame right back up. Gordon, you're about to scream. How's that? Oh, Oh, look at this. I told you, Larry, Sanchez is back. Told you. I've always believed in Gary Sanchez. I always believed in that guy. Oh, he'll be riding this for another three weeks. Strikeouts, double plays. 
Well, I mean, look, they need every little bit of offense that they can get right now, and this is crazy. Obviously, this is a mistake on my TV, but it says the Yankees have scored seven runs. That's right. So no matter what is going on with the Yankees, there's nothing that's going on that's so bad that the Twins can't fix it. That's right. (laughs) And this is not even the postseason. No. (laughs) You normally dominate. Right, yeah. no, And and I don't think we're going to be getting one of those matchups this year. No, I don't know. Not I from the twins so. anyway. No, I don't. I really don't think so. Gordon, I think Andujar's home run should be going over your house in about yeah, two minutes. It, uh, it just landed. It, uh, it broke a vase <laughs> in the dining room. Uh, yeah. Well, I would say, guys, maybe save a couple for tomorrow. You know, really? Oh, man. Yeah, that was a bomb. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe this is what you got to hit rock bottom sometimes. I'm not going to get my hopes up. It's one game, but mm-hmm. uh, answers with Aaron tonight. Seen some good signs. Yeah, he'll have no answers tonight. No, he <laughs> doesn't. Th- he doesn't generally. <laughs> He's not going to say anything. No. Uh, I wonder what uh, Jack's spin rate is in this game <laughs> for, for Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's high. I don't know what the, what's the highest. What's the highest it can be? Because uh, these are spinning out of there pretty fast, I'll tell you that. They really are. Let's go to the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Theo is in Bethpage. Hey, Theo, you're next on 98.7. Theo? Uh-huh. Hey, uh, Larry and Gordon. Hey, Theo. Hey, thank you very much for taking my call. First of all, um, I have a few points I want to shoot out there. Uh, uh, first of all, Gordon, I have to apologize to you because I called you a couple of months ago, and you and I had a heated conversation, and I told you that Sam Donald was going to be guaranteed the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. And you know what? I was obviously wrong. That's all right. But that's okay. My first question was, what do you know about uh, Zach Wilson? What have you heard about, you know, how he's performing in the OTAs? That's my first Everything so far is so good. I mean, you hear, you know, brief little clips here and there about his feet and uh, his footwork and his passes have zip on them. It's impossible for him. No, but to prove you anything are you right convinced now. of him? No, of course not. I got to see him play a game. I mean, I haven't seen him do any. I'm just reading like Twitter blurbs. So no, that's not going to be enough to convince me. But I think it was the right move. It was the the obvious move to make. And now it's about whether or not it's the right move long term. Uh, that can yeah, only be determined by. Yeah, but I kind of thought it was a sideways move. You know, know. like in I, other words, like well, were we really giving up? Like uh, were we really getting that much more talent? Then Sam Donald? Well, but, I think you know, the ship I, had kind of sailed for event, Sam. We have what we have. Yeah. Well, you'll find out. I mean, you gotta, you, you gotta, you're going to have a better head coach, right? I mean, it, it would be impossible not to. <laughs> so we'll see if they can kind of put something together. Uh, and the plan to surround Zach Wilson has to be better than the plan that they had in place to, to surround Sam Darnold. So I just think everybody kind of needed a fresh start there. And we'll see with Zach Wilson. I, I have, I'm not uh, I'm not staking my flag on that one yet. We'll, we'll have to we'll wait until September rolls around, and then we'll maybe get an idea. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually more uh, I'm actually more uh, 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 excited about the management and the coaching than I am actually about Zach Wilson. I, I, you know, like I, I, you know, I just feel like you know, right now, like you know, this is a, 
a system that no matter who you put in there, like these guys are going to be able to coach them up. But, you know, that's one, that's one question. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say was, you know, about the, the, the J. Will and Kevin Durant situation. You know, I, I, I just felt like, like, why does Kevin Durant feel like he needs to defend himself from Giannis, like, you know, these are, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, like, I thought Jay Will's, uh, 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 you know, like, story that he told, I thought it was totally acceptable. Like, listen, if you're Kevin Durant and he said that, own up to it. All right? You're afraid of Giannis. Giannis is a, a guy that's, you know, uh, generally the same size as you. Uh you know, he's an MVP candidate every night. Yeah, okay, you know what, Kevin Durant, you're better. But, you know, why are you so afraid of him? And why are you, like, blaming Jay will for, you know, bringing this to anybody's attention because you're the one that brought it to the attention by making that statement? Well, it's obviously a sensitive issue to him, right? Like, he, he has rabbit ears, Kevin Durant. He hears mm-hmm. things. He's on Twitter. He's got burner accounts, and he does not – I mean, he's a very sensitive person when it comes to any type of critique or criticism yep. or anything else. So, yep. I, I, clearly, at some point, the, the, he looks at himself – as a far superior player to Giannis, and he's right. <laughs> he, he is right. He is absolutely right. And I think for him, uh, Gordon, and thanks for the call, Theo, it was a bigger issue, right? Because he also talked about these these hosts, <laughs> uh, Gordon, that start these comparisons, right? This one's better than this one, and this is the GOAT. And the, you know, the, thing, the things that we were joking about, like, Okay, now are we good? Because I and I thought about this even before I heard about the J. Will story. I thought about this today, because if Durant and the and the Nets, if they win a championship, he's gonna have what five, four? He's gonna have a number of right. He's gonna have some titles. Now the yeah. question becomes, is he gonna be better than LeBron? Is he is is he going to be a better winner than LeBron? Where is he in this goat conversation? Has he moved up in the goat conversation? Is he now number three? Is it is it and and does he pass the late Kobe Bryant? Or you know, I'm I'm just right. waiting. Well, I'm you, just you waiting think, for this. I mean, if they do win this year, they're going to be the odds-on favorite next year as well. Exactly. So you're talking about there's a very good possibility of him being a four-time champion at that point. Hmm. Um. He already has two finals MVPs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be all that surprising if he gets another one this year, if it does mm-hmm. turn out that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to put himself in some very lofty area. I think he's already kind of there. but He is. If he goes someplace else now and, and won in Golden State, and we all kind of poo-pooed that because to a certain degree because it was the easiest path he could right. take to a championship. Now, if he mm-hmm. comes to Brooklyn and does it again – um, now he came with Kyrie, so that uh, is certainly part of it, and they've certainly loaded up on on the talent around him. So, um, but no, he's going to be he's absolutely going to be in those conversations. You know, and so the question becomes, and you know, listen, we don't know. We're we're hearing this, and there's only two people that know for sure. It's Jay Will and it's KD. They're the two who know, and KD says he didn't say, it, and Jay Will says he did. So. You know, it, it, it's it's an interesting I, I, situation. I'll say this, and, it, yes. and look, it, people can think it's because he works for ESPN. I've never met Jay Will uh, in my life, so I don't mm-hmm. ha- I don't owe him anything. I find yep. it very very hard to believe that Jay Williams made up that story. 
I, I agree. I, I, a hun- I, would, I, would, I would be willing to bet that is a true story, and I don't know the man at all. Uh, promo code Gordon? <laughs> I would be willing to put some money on it, yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's just, now, is it a situation where it was said that he didn't think it would right. be repeated? Yeah, there could be some interpretation, yeah, but to, to completely make up the story, I don't, that doesn't I, make I, any sense. I mean, why would he do it? No, that, that makes no sense. For what reason? No there's, there's no gain. Right. There's no gain. Mark's in Long Island. Hey, Mark, you're next on 98.7. How you doing, Larry? How you doing, Gordon? What's going on? Doing good. Just on, I wasn't even going to comment on that, but just on that, on that story right there, he had, like, when he, the context was random, if he's making something up, that it's like a random story for him to make up, but I don't know if you had a private conversation with KD. I don't know why he would repeat it, but it's all noise. So let's get down to the real stuff. Um, Aaron Rodgers, do you think if they traded Love, maybe that's what he wants? Just to trade the quarterback that bring in similar to Tom Brady and Garoppolo back in um, Tampa and New England a few years ago. Do you think that's what he wants, like out of this whole thing? Because it doesn't sound like there's even offers like for trades going from, as far as I know, like that there's rumors of even offers. It doesn't sound like they're trying to move him. So then why don't no, they try to make this right work now. and maybe offer – but no, they're not. I haven't heard any either, Mark. I don't think they're trying to move him. Uh, they're really right now just just waiting to see what the next move is for them. And thanks for the phone call. And the question right. is going to be what, you know, they're, they're following what Gordon mentioned. They're going to wait. They're going to see what happens and come training camp. Then we'll figure out what where's the next step. OK, if, they, if, if we're having this same conversation in, in six weeks, Gordon, then Green Bay's got some decisions to make. And I think they're going to wait and just see if he will uh, sit out. I don't think they're going to make it easy for him. I clearly don't think, though, uh, Gordon, that they're going to trade their young quarterback. That's not, they're not going to do that because I mean, otherwise would they're going to draft him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know that, 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 that there's anybody that's – I mean, who's falling all – everybody has their quarterbacks now, right? Except yeah. maybe the Broncos or maybe the Texans or, you know, a team here or there. But uh, mm-hmm. everybody's kind of got their quarterbacks, and yep. I don't think that there's going to be any market for Jordan Love. No, there's not. Now, I don't know whether Rodgers is just unhappy, whether he feels that they didn't do a great job in surrounding him with talent or what the situation is. It's just, you know, he's just hinted to our Adam Schefter months ago, Gordon, that he's just not happy with the way things are in Green Bay. He Nothing specific. He's just not happy. And, you know, they've tried to talk to him. They've had people go out to his house and try to talk to him. And he's still unhappy, did not show up at OTA. So, and it's not a... It's not a contractual situation. I'm sure you know if that was the case, they'd throw some more money at him. That would be easy. That that would yeah. be the easiest thing to do. Absolutely, is, 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 uh, is allow money to fix it all. But that doesn't seem like that's the way they're going to go. It doesn't at all. Richard in Manhattan. Hey, Richard, you're next on ninety-eight seven. Larry, Jim, uh, 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 Gordon. I'm sorry, Jim Fossil. Wow, what memories. You know that team in '99, no, 2000, that went to the Super Bowl 2001. They surprised. They surprised us, and especially that win against Minnesota. But that Super Bowl rode on one play, the interception that was called back on to Keith Hamilton, holding penalty that was phantom. That was a terrible call by the referee, and the game turned on that, and, uh, that play. I mean, the Giants weren't a great team, and I knew at that point one bad play like that, you know, they weren't 
good enough, especially their offense was not that great an offense. Gary Collins was there, with all due respect, was not a great, great quarterback. And that was one of the great defensive defenses of all time, if you remember Larry Gordon, that uh, mm-hmm. Baltimore Raven, Raven defense. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were pretty good. Pretty good. They were good. And but Fossil gave us a lot of good memories. Unfortunately, another bad memory was that uh, playoff game two years later against the 49ers on yeah. January 6th. That's that yep. Saturday, Sunday night. I remember that. You remember they had the 31-14 lead? Mm-hmm. San Francisco just came back. I saw that game slipping away, and I kind of thought, I think Garcia was the co- uh, quarterback, right? Rich Garcia, was that his name? or Jeff Garcia. The quarterback. Jeff Garcia, I mean, Jeff Garcia. for the 49ers. Larry, I got one more guy I want to talk about who passed away last week. No one ever talks about this guy, ever. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he did something in 1974 that's like Barry Bonds or Sammy Sosa or McGuire-like. The guy that died two weeks ago, Mike Marshall, the pitcher for the Dodgers. Mm. You guys remember him, yep. don't you? Yeah. I know the name. 19, Larry, 1974, he pitched 106 games. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? He pitched 13 straight games in a row. 13! He pitched in 13 games in a row. He pitched 208 innings in relief. Never what, happened again, you know, Richard. No. 208 <laughs> innings in relief. He picked out Larry. One last thing. Mm-hmm. He pitched all seven postseason games. He pitched two against the Pirates, and they lost five games to the Oakland A's. But he had one of the most memorable plays in World Series history. Larry, you're going to laugh when I tell you this. The only game that the Dodgers won was Game Two. That, yeah, of course, Marshall was in that game. The, the A's had a man on first, and Charlie Finley pinch hit, pinch ran with this guy called. Herb Washington. Yeah. Herb mm-hmm. Washington was not a Doesn't baseball player, right. Gordon. He was a 9-1, 100-meter sprinter. So Charlie Finley thought it was a good idea to have a strict pinch runner. <laughs> so he takes first base, one out, top of the ninth. Dodgers are up 3-2. to two. And what does Mike Marshall do? He picks him off first base. He was in there to try to steal second. Marshall pitch, picked him off. It was a great play. The Dodgers won that game, the only game they won in the World Series. But uh, that was a great play, a memorable play in World Series history. Fellas, always a pleasure. All Thank right, you. Richard. Thanks for checking in. Can you imagine 13 straight days? 13 straight games, Gordon. Yeah. Never, record will never be broken. No. <laughs> no, and you you know, when we talk about, like, uh, track athletes trying to make it, the one that I always remember was, remember Ronaldo Nehemiah? Skeets. Yes, yep. he, he, mm-hmm. was a, he was a hurdler, and he was amazing. And speaking mm-hmm. of the 49ers, um, he, he had a little bit of a run, and then I can't remember, might have been the Giants, uh, but he eventually got hit, and um, – Things changed. Uh, yeah. he, he, oh, all yeah. of a sudden, he wanted to be back doing. I think he thought he was doing back to doing high hurdles because uh, that. All of a sudden, everybody's got a plan until you got hit. R- Ronaldo yep. Nehemiah had a plan until he got hit. That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, Gordon, that makes me. Um, was it Lamb Jones played for the Jets? Johnny Lamb Jones was a Olympic sprinter, right? You know who who. The Jets thought could give him some speed. It was J- Lamb Jones and Bobby Jones. They, what was it? Johnny Lamb Jones and Bobby Cam Jones. They, they some some group of they had in the eighties mm-hmm. on the wide receivers. So um, yeah, that that's it's a little different, Gordon. 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a little different. Yes, it is. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.